Alright, go ahead and go to 1 Corinthians tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm going to read a familiar passage of Scripture for you. But actually, before we go to that passage, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I want to read a passage of Scripture to you here first before we get into our main passage of Scripture I want us to be looking at tonight. But 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 12 says, Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. So right here we see a warning, I guess you could say, to us. You know, one of these days we're going to stand before God and our works are going to be put to a test. And I think all of us in here, you know, have you ever spent a lot of time working on something? And it turned out you're doing it wrong and you did it for nothing. And then you think about all those hours that you wasted. That desk that's in my office, when I first got that years ago, I remember, you know, I spent forever doing, you know, putting everything together on it. And I remember one of the main pieces on it was broke. And I'd already gotten a lot of it done. And. So finally, you know, I went and I took it to the store and I was like, I need this piece replaced. And they had to mail me one. And so I thought, you know, I had to wait. I was all excited about getting this new desk. And so I was like, you know what? I can, you know, work around this and I can start putting all the other things together. And so I did. I continued on and I put all these other things together. And then it turned out, sure enough, you can't do those other things until you get that part done. And I had to undo I don't know how many hours of work. And I remember just the frustration that came over me to think that I had done all that work for nothing. And there's many times, many different things I've done like that. I'm sure we can all tell stories about things that we had done wrong. I remember when I would teach in the school over at Lighthouse, uh, you know, a lot of times kids, when they'd be doing their math, they'd be doing their math work and they wouldn't ask for help. And maybe it was one of these, you know, maybe there were young kids and it was a long division problem. And they would spend forever doing all these problems. And it turned out they were skipping a step, doing something wrong. And I would have to go to them and tell them, hey, these are all wrong. And what would usually happen is it was immediate tears. (laughs) I mean, because they're just, I don't want to do these again. You know, I, I did all this work for nothing. And boy, we all hate that. But you know, Truth is, in life and as Christians, there's a lot of work that we do. Okay, now we don't, you know, we know we're not working for salvation. We're not working to get saved, but there's a lot of work that we do. You know, we try to do good works. You know, as a pastor, I'm trying to do a work for the Lord, and one of these days, my work is going to be put to the test to find out of what sort it was, and if it's not the right kind, it's going to burn. And the truth is, I mean, you know, I, I think about that sometimes. And to think, you know, I don't want to be wasting my time here on this earth. I don't want to be doing things the wrong way. I don't want to be doing things for the wrong reason. Okay? If I'm going to be doing some work, I want, you know, I'd like to accomplish something. 
As a result, I would like to accomplish something of eternal value. One of the things that I've seen many times in my life, you know, I've only been, we've only been here now for almost five years, but you know, I was in my last church for twenty some years. And one of the things is, you know, a lot of the work that you do in the ministry, it's for other people. But I've seen it too, where you know, you can, you know, work with people for years and years, try to be a blessing, try to be a help, and then after years and years, after you know, just years of praying, working, loving, they'll just go and they'll throw it all away. You know, I think about some of the teenagers that I worked with as a youth pastor, and then you know, now you kind of just see some of the choices they're making and what they're doing with their life, and you're just like, was it all for nothing? You know, and the truth is, you know, I don't believe it. I don't believe most of that is for nothing, but you know, sometimes it feels that way. You know, when you put when you invest in people and you get nothing, you know, in return, it really kind of stinks. But at the same time. I don't really care as long as I get something in heaven. That's ultimately what I'm going for. I say all the time that people are a poor investment. Because really, what makes, and that, that sounds terrible, but what makes a good investment? Okay, you know, and a good investment is one that you get a return on. Okay? And the truth is, if you spend your life serving people, most of the time you're going to lose out, aren't you? But the truth is, if we're doing it for the Lord, Okay, then we're not really serving people, we're serving the Lord, and you're always going to benefit from that. And so, for me, and, I, and it should be this way for everybody, the type of work that I'm doing is very important to me. I want it to be the right kind. I don't want to get to heaven and my works all be burned up because it was all wood, hay, and stubble. And I believe if we jump to chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, I think in here is where we can find out too, you know, um, one of the ways that we can see whether the work we're doing is the right kind of work, whether it's we're accomplishing something that's for real, something that's going to last. I do not want to devote my life to something and get nothing for it when I stand before God. I want to, I want to accomplish something that is real. And so I think here in chapter 13 we can kind of get an idea of what, you know, how we can know if the work we're doing is the right kind of work. If, we're, if the work that we're doing is actually accomplishing something of eternal value. So chapter 13, verse 1, this is a well-known passage of Scripture. says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, I am nothing." And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things. Believeth all things. Hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. And so right here we see this well-known passage of Scripture about charity, that it's something that it's not going to fail. It's not going to go away. It's something that's going to last. 
And so how can we know if we are charitable people? How can we know that we have the right kind of spirit and attitude, the attitude of charity, of love? How can we know that? And I think when we look at this passage, we can. it's easy to test ourselves. You know, It's kind of a little test that we can give ourselves. I want you to think about the works that you do, the things that you do for the cause of Christ, the good works that you do, and ask yourself, do I fit these? Because if you don't, you can do a lot of good things outwardly. Okay? But at the same time, we talked about this a little bit this morning, God sees the heart. If they're not from the heart, they don't count. It's not the real thing. It's going to accomplish nothing for you. But one thing we see here, it says that charity, it suffereth long and is kind. Okay? Suffereth long and is kind. If you are a charitable person, you're not going to be constantly complaining about everything that you do. Okay? I mean, if you, I think coming to church is a good thing. But if you're always complaining, man, you know, why do I have to go to church all the time? I don't want to go to church. Oh, but I have to go to church. If I don't go to church, you know, the preacher, boy, he knows how to put people on a guilt trip. He knows how to make people feel bad. People in the church are going to talk about me. Uh, listen, if you're doing it for that reason, don't expect a reward when you get to heaven. I mean, here you are. You're doing this work. You're going through this agonizing labor of coming and listening to me preach, and then you get nothing for it in heaven. I don't know about you. But if I was, if I was you, I'd figure out a way to like it. I, I, I would. I mean, good night. I mean, if it's that boring, you know, if it's that, that bad, you know, I mean, find a way to get some enjoyment out of it. You know, find find a way to like it. I mean, you know. You know, start amening things that don't you know, shouldn't be amen. I've heard people like that. They'll amen the weirdest things, and it's like, what is going on? And you know, yeah, and it's just uh, I don't know. I mean, find a way to enjoy it. You know, get to know people in the church. You know, start thinking about other people, and you know, being a motivation. You know, just start looking at it. Hey, this is this is my ministry to Pastor Tommy. You know, he's going to preach better if he has somebody to preach to. He's going to preach better if maybe somebody's motivating him in the message. And I'm going to see, I'm going to, if I can help him actually become a good preacher. And, you know, and just, I don't know, find a way to start liking it. Find a way to start loving it because if you're just doing it to do it out of obligation, you're not going to get anything in heaven for it. You just wasted your time. You might as well waste your time. You know, watching TV, playing video games, you know, do like the other people. We had people all over the church. They're sitting in the parking lot this evening earlier playing Pokemon Go. Go play Pokemon Go. Go do something like that. I promise you won't get any rewards in heaven for that. And you know what? You're not going to get any rewards in heaven for coming to church if you do it with a bad attitude and a bad spirit. God sees all that stuff. And if you're complaining about it all the time, you probably, that's a good sign that you do not have charity. You're not doing it out of love. And the Bible says charity suffereth long and is kind. You're going to have to put up with some things. There's going to be some messages that are just complete duds. I know that. That are just boring. I've gone back and listened to some of my messages before. I was like, man, that, that message stunk. And a lot of times too, you know, I mean, I always put effort into my messages. I figure if people are taking the time to come and listen to me preach, I there should have been some effort put in this. I don't like just throwing them together. I ref, I do not go online and get outlines. I refuse to do those things. That's I that's not fair. I just I have too much respect 
for what you do in showing up. And so I do. I put the effort in there. But you know what? Sometimes I, when I'm studying, I see a message. Man, this is going to be really good. I get something from it. And then, you know, you get up and you try to say it. And it's like, it didn't come out like I wanted it to. I don't think I got that message across. I think I confused everybody. You know, and I have. It's like, you know, the next day I'm like, you know, why did, well, I should have said this. I should have done it this way. And that that's a nice thing too for evangelists. Okay? They, get, they preach the same messages all the time. And so if they go and they totally bomb one of their messages, well, they can learn from that and then they could fix it the next time they preach it. And it's like you hear them preach some of these messages like, man, that was awesome. Well, you know, after you preach a message 30 or 40 times, you know, you're going to have it down pretty good. And you don't get to do that when you're a pastor. And so, you know, it's like I, I can kind of see why some people are drawn to that. But at, you know, at the same time, God hasn't called me to that. But yeah, you're not going to complain about everything that you do. You're not going to be talking about it all the time. You're not, it's, it's, you're going to enjoy it. Okay? You're going to enjoy doing things when you do them out of the heart of love with a charitable attitude. You're, um, notice also it says, charity envieth not. Okay? Envy is something that we all, if we're not careful, will struggle with. Wanting what somebody else has. Being envious of other people. That is a huge issue for a lot of people. I think all of us probably deal with it to some extent. But when you're doing something out of love, okay, you're not going to be comparing your situations. You're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be, uh, you know, why, you know, why do we have to have that pastor? I wish we had this pastor. You know, and pastors can do the same thing. You know, we'd have a better church if we had better people. You know, it's, you know, it's not my fault. You know, our church has problems. It's our people. You know, if I had families like that, oh, you know, it'd be a piece of cake being a pastor. You know, and every pastor too, they know exactly what other pastors need to do to, you know, get things going. You know, get it all figured out. And it's kind of like parents. Every parent knows how other parents need to deal with their kids. And it's like my dad used to always say, what everybody just needs to do is just they just need to swap kids, and then all the problems will be solved. And I think all the pastors just need to swap churches, and then all the problems will be solved, right? Wrong, you know, we all think that way. But the truth is, many people, they do, they get very envious of other people's situations. And then it's like, and then, you know, it kind of becomes a competition. Maybe in the church, there's somebody else, they're serving in one ministry, you're serving in something else, and you feel like, that your area is less than their area. You feel like you could do better if you had that spot. And Oh, why did they get picked for that? Why did they get the recognition? Listen, if you're doing something out of a heart of love, you don't care about that kind of thing. You're not going to care about getting recognition. You're not going to care about those things. You would be doing it no matter what. You'd be doing it whether or not you were going to be praised for it. Whether or not you know people were going to notice you but many times people, they get so caught up in envy. And the truth is, in the ministry, there are things that, you know, there are, I guess you could say, some perks to serving the Lord. Okay? I mean, for example, in preaching, when it comes to preaching, if you can build a big enough work and get a big enough audience, you can gain prominence and importance. People will look at you and think, man, look at what he is doing for the Lord. You can start, you know, there's pastors, they get at, I mean, they're preaching in other churches as much as they preach in their church, and they get all these big love offerings for it at the same time. Well, good night. 
I want to go get one of those big love offerings. I was sitting there one time. I was listening to some preachers sit around. They were talking about meetings that they've preached at and how much, how big a love offerings they got. And they're like sitting there, like bragging about these huge love offerings they get. I'm sitting there thinking, man, you know. And I'm just an assistant pastor at that time, part time. I'm a part time assistant pastor. You know, I'm not getting asked to preach anywhere. I'd never gotten a thousand dollar love offering or anything like. And I'm listening to this. I'm like, man, you know, and. It'd be easy to get tempted and want to want to go that way. And if you become a big enough big shot, okay, I mean, churches feel obligated to give you the big love offerings because they are so privileged to have you come to their church. And you look at that sometime, and I've heard some of these guys preach, and they're not that good. They'll get up, man, and they will, you know, they'll yell and holler and scream, and they don't really say anything. But boy, they know how to make. Saying nothing sound really good, <laughs> and that's about it. And then they, you know, they do, they get all, you know, it's like. But you know what? If you're if you have a charitable attitude, it doesn't matter. You know, the thing we've got to remember too, they're getting their reward on this earth for that. But if you're doing something out of the heart of love, you don't care if you didn't get the recognition. You don't. You're not going to envy people and their positions. You're serving the Lord. You understand you're where you're at because that's where God wants you. And you're only interested in pleasing Him. And I'm going to tell you right now, I believe there's a lot of servants in the church and churches that nobody really knows that maybe don't even get a lot of recognition in the church. And they are going to have greater rewards in heaven than a lot of these big shots. I believe that with all my heart. Because the truth is, I mean, you know, Anybody would go and preach a sermon somewhere if they're going to get a thousand dollar love offering. I mean, good night. You know, I, I anybody would do that. That's not that's not work. That's not you're not doing anything charitable there. Okay, you know, you're making obscene profits, as the Democrats like to call it. Uh, you know, just for, you know for preaching a message that you know you preach forty other times. That you know, and some of these guys are good enough too. You know, in their speaking abilities, they can just they can, they can go to any scripture. They don't have to do any study, and they can, you know, get up and yell and scream and make it sound really good. And so, we've got to understand though that if that that type of thing though is not going to be rewarded in heaven, that type of thing is all for nothing. That type of thing has no eternal value. And do we really want to waste our time with that type of thing that has no eternal value? Do we, that's the type of thing that is going to be burnt up in heaven. And so charity, it envieth not. And if you're struggling with envying what other people are doing, there's a very good chance that you don't have charity. Therefore, your work is for nothing. And let's just say you succeed though. You succeed in getting those things that you want. You see the things that everybody else has and you're like, no, I want that. I want that position. I want that recognition. And then you get it. But once again, you got it from envy, you're not going to get anything in heaven for that. You did it all for nothing. So also, we see here, the Bible says that charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Okay, And I think if we go back to verse 1, this kind of goes along with that where it says if I, you know, he's talking, you know, if I have all these abilities, if I have the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity... I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal, okay? And I think we all know what that means. You know, that sounding brass, 
It gets a lot of attention. Okay, It makes a lot of noise. It sounds really good. That tinkling cymbal. Okay? Uh, that type, there's a lot of people that are real good at making a lot of noise. They're real good at you know proclaiming all that they do. They're vaunting themselves, I guess you could say. Lifting themselves up. Look at all that I have accomplished. Look at all that I have done. Okay, uh, you know the Twitter preachers. Okay, if you that go on there and literally, I mean Twitter for preachers is pretty much just a site where they go to brag on themselves, and they have brag fest all the time. Well, listen, if you've got to go on, if you feel the need to go on Twitter and brag about all that you've accomplished this week. All that happened this Sunday, you know, it's it's like a contest, you know, of how many people they can get to the altar, how many decisions they can get, and you know, they, it's like they, they take pictures of all these things right there in service. You know, most preachers would flip if somebody was in the service on their cell phone snapping pictures of everything going on. But preachers do it all the time. Why? So they can, you know, be a, you know like a sounding brass and go on and brag about it. But understand, if you do that, it's not charity, is it? Once again, you're doing something clearly for recognition. It's not puffed up. Okay, you're. I mean, uh, you know, I think we all know what being puffed up means. You know, getting proud and arrogant. You know, there's a lot of people too. If somebody gets to brag, you know, some of the most hated people in the Twitter world are the guys that are on there bragging all the time. Okay, and the reason other people hate them so much, they get all puffed up too. Well, this guy really thinks he's great. Well, he's not better than me. You know, I'm better than him because I'm humble. So I now feel the need to go bash this guy because he's got some pride issues. You know, look at him lifting himself up. But you know what? You're being puffed up yourself. And the truth is, neither of these people are being charitable. And so don't you got to be careful about that. You know, don't go making a lot of noise if you if you constantly are bringing attention to yourself. That you know, trying to point people to all the works that you're doing. Understand, you don't have charity. It's for nothing. The works that you're doing, they are not going to last. And once again, we're just we're wasting our time. Say so you might you'll get you might you can easily get a lot of people thinking you're great, you know, and wonderful, praising you, saying great things about you. But your work will not last. And understand, folks, that the works that we're doing here on this earth. These are for rewards that we can enjoy for all eternity. And do we really want to trade a temporary reward that, you know, let me tell you something about the praise of man. Okay? The praise of man doesn't last very long. And not only does it not last very long, it can go from praise to cursing in literally a day. I mean, the same people that are the first ones to just praise you like you wouldn't believe will be the first ones to stab you in the back. So good night. If you if you're gonna go for that type of thing, if that's what you're living for, if that's what you're working for, when you are being praised, I highly recommend that you savor that moment and you enjoy every second of it because it's probably going to be gone tomorrow. But I don't know, I think it'd be better if we just said, you know what, forget all that stuff. I'm going to be charitable. I don't I don't need that. I don't need to draw attention to myself. I'm just going to keep doing what God calls me to do and I'm going to do it out of love. So we see also it says that uh, uh, verse five doth not behave itself unseemly. Okay, 
seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. If you are somebody who's charitable, you're not going to act in ways that are selfish. You're not going to act in ways that are harmful to other people. Okay? And many times a lot of people feel and, and you know, especially you know, we see this a lot in the business world, that some people feel like the way only way they can get ahead, they gotta rip somebody else off. They gotta take advantage of somebody else. You see that too, you know, in the online world and even even in churches, uh, you know, you've got people that are trying to create followings and stuff, and it's like one way that they can get themselves noticed is if they tear somebody else down. You know, if they if they go on the attack with somebody else and I'm, that type of thing is just absolutely wicked. If you feel like you've got to hurt other people to advance yourself and advance your cause, just understand what you're doing is not charitable. What you're doing, it is, it's for nothing. And I understand people too. You know, if you've got, to, if you're, if you're wanting to start a ministry, if you're trying to get a message out there, you know, and, and especially too, the guy, a lot of the people. Uh, you know, missionaries, evangelists, they're real big in using the social media, the Twitter, the Facebook, and all that stuff. Because it's like, you know, i got to get my name out there so people will use me. But a lot of these people, they'll go and they'll get on there and nobody pays attention to them. And so the way they have to get people to pay attention to them is they have to be controversial. They have to be extreme. they got to start calling people out. And then all of a sudden they start getting noticed. But understand, a person who is charitable, they're not seeking evil. They're not going to try to hurt anybody. I mean, I, I do not want... Okay, our, for, I, I want our church to grow. And let me tell you, there's a lot of churches that are in this area that are not very good churches. But you know, I don't have a desire to go hurting other churches. I don't feel the need you know, this week to go study up on some of the other churches in town, some of the false religions, and you know, and then preach a message, you know, and say, you know, so and so church or you know, pastor so and so exposed, you know, calling out his name and then trying to get it out in town. Hey, did you hear what Pastor Tommy said about that church? That you know, I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't feel the need to do that to try to hurt them in that way. There's ways that God has told us to be a witness and to build our church. And, you know, if I happen to, while I'm out door knocking, run into some of these people from another church, you know, I'm not going to go and just bash their pastor. Okay? I'll tell them the truth. If they ask what I believe about things, I'm not going to beat around the bush. But, you know, I'm not going to do that. You would, there are churches here in town, in this area, that it's like, I have had several people that when I've been knocking on their doors, yeah, I used to go to this church, and then they'll tell me stories about that church, and it's like they want to gossip about their old pastor and stuff. And let me tell you, these—you know—a lot of people. It's like they enjoy hearing bad stuff about the competition, but when I hear these people start bashing their pastor like that, you know what the first thing is? I think if they did it to him, they'll do it to me too. And you know what? I'm just like, see you later. <laughs> you know? Ah, uh, yeah. You know, it's like. Uh, what church was that you're advertising? Oh, we're the, we're the St. Mary's Catholic Church. Uh, you know, come out and visit us there. You know, ah, don't, don't come over here. Don't bring that into our church. But other people, they thrive on that stuff. They pounce on that stuff. They will. They'll try to take advantage of these things, trying to, you know, 
do others evil, trying to hurt other people. And we, if you're doing that, what you're doing is not, it's not charitable. We shouldn't be trying to do that. We shouldn't be trying to punish other people for their failures. As a church, if somebody in our church is struggling, if they mess up, if they do something bad, okay, we shouldn't be trying to punish them for it. Okay, we're about restoration. God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. I mean, we ought to be trying to help people, not do them evil, not punish them. If somebody gets mad and they leave the church and they're out there saying lies about the church, we shouldn't be plotting on. All right, how are we going to take care of them? All right, I'll TP their house tonight. You guys got it the next night. You know, we no, we're not going to do evil to these people. Hey, it, well, you know, but you don't understand all that we did, all we've done for them. You know, man, we were friends to them. We accepted them into our church, and look what they're doing. We've got to get them back. Hey, if what we did was out of love, if it was out of charity, you know, we're gonna say, all right, okay, fine. You know, it, you know, it is the devil will tell you you wasted your time. You know, the devil's done that with me many times. Well, there's people, you know, that you know for years and years. You know, you tried to help. You tried to be kind to. You know, when I was when I was over there at Lighthouse, you know, people that were just kind of trouble, and you just you wanted to tell them off many times, but you never did. You don't want to hurt the people. You don't want to run them off. You're trying to help them, and then after all those years of you thinking about their feelings, they go and get mad over something just absolutely ridiculous and leave. And you know, and there's been people like that just you know since I've been over here that have gotten mad over foolishness and left the church over there. And I'm just, I'm like, I was nice to them all those years for nothing. <laughs> you know, what in the world? You know what? That tells me all that time I was nice to them must not have been charitable. Therefore, no rewards. Those works are going to burn up. And once again, I don't want to waste my time. With the works that I do, I want to accomplish something with them. We see that you know you're not going to get joy when bad things happen to other people. It says rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth. Okay, we're not going. You know, we, you shouldn't be glad when bad things happen. You know, if somebody leaves the church, you know, maybe somebody just gets up one service, and you know, you know, brother Lonnie, he's just like, you know what? He just stands up in service, like, you know what? This is foolishness. I'm sick of this. You're a sorry preacher. I'm out of here. And then he goes and he drives off and leaves and gets in a car wreck and dies. Whoa, yeah. I mean, God really showed everybody who was right in that situation. He got what he deserved. And, you know, but that'd be a great story to go around telling, you know. And I, and I know preachers that do that. They'll tell about story. They'll tell these stories. They'll preach a message on the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And then usually the story is full, you know, the sermon is full of stories about people who bashed them and then died. You know, and it's like, How's bashing you blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? <laughs> but I mean, it's like they're rejoicing in the bad that happened with these people. Listen, if what you did for these people was out of charity, you're going to be sorrowful when something bad happens. If anything I've done for Brother Lonnie has been in charity and he does something like that and he goes out and dies, I'm going to be brokenhearted over that. I'm going to, I would be devastated if it was out of charity, but if it's not then yeah, I'm going to be rejoicing. I'm going to be bragging about it. I'm going to be going. I'm going to be telling everybody else. I'm going to be preaching about it all the time, just warning everybody. Y'all don't walk out on me. Last guy that walked out on me, you know, we can go visit him. I'll, I'll take you to visit him. You know where he lives in the cemetery. 
probably in hell. You know, <laughs> but no, no, that is that is not right. We're gonna, we're not getting anything out of that. We see it says also, uh, you know, uh, verse seven. It says, "Beareth all things." Okay, uh, in other words, you know it. You know, Bible talks about bear you one another's burdens. The term bear I means you know to carry. Okay, it beareth all things. You know, we will. We're going to lift people up. We're going to be. Uh, we're going to care for them. We're going to try to get them through things. We see. Uh, you know, another definition it means to roof over or to cover with silence. Okay, in other words, you know, we're going. You know, a lot of times we have to keep our mouth shut when we want to open it, don't we? And the truth is, if you are charitable in what you do, you'll you'll be able to do that. You'll be able to keep quiet. You're not going to have to tell everybody everything they did to hurt you, everything that they did that was wrong. You know, you're you'll remain silent. You're just gonna you'll put up with things. Okay? That's what people who have charity do. They do they they put up with things. They'll deal with the nonsense. They'll deal with the foolishness. They'll let things go. They'll put up with it. They will bear all things. That's what one does when they have charity. And we've got to make sure that we do that. Learn to just you know put up with people, forbearing one another. Okay, just you'll, you'll be able to put up with people. You're not going to care people if they have issues. Sometimes people are annoying, but you know what? If you if you have charity, you don't care if they're a little annoying. If you have charity, you might you're not going to care if they smell a little bit. If they're, you know, you're not going to care if they're a sad sight to behold. You know, you'll deal with those things if you have charity. You've all heard the statement, you know, that guy's got a face that only a mother could love. And, you know, the truth is, a mom, you know, moms love their kids, no matter how ugly the kids are. And, you know, you've seen those, you know, babies it's like, you know, you're supposed to say, oh, how cute, but it's like, man, I would be lying <laughs> if I said that. But, boy, you know, to that mom. And she don't care. She still feeds it. She still loves it. She'll put up with that hideous face. You know, you know, they put up with the crying. They put up with the smelly diapers. They bear all things. That's what a charitable person does. And it's amazing how many people are in churches today, and they just can't put up with anything. You know, they're they're getting they'll get out of church, and you know, you'll go visit. I, I have a visited these people. Hey, you know, we miss you. Where have you been? And then they want to start just talking about all the problems they have with everybody in the church. Well, this person does this, and this person did that, and this just bugs me how this person. You don't have charity if that's your attitude. If everything bothers you that much, you have no charity, and guess what? No rewards. Okay, whatever you've done, there's no rewards for those things. You know, we see also it says, believeth all things. You're going to do the things that you're, going to, you're supposed to do, you're going to have, you're going to have faith. It's real easy to get skeptical in this day and age. It's real easy to make excuses for not being obedient to God. I mean, if you don't want to be obedient to God, if you don't like something that's in the Bible, you can disobey it all you want and you'll have plenty of company. Okay? There's plenty of people out there not doing the right thing, not believing all things, not believing what the Bible says. But the truth is, if you have charity, if you really do love God, if you are serving Him for the right reasons... You're going to believe all things. It's not going to matter who's standing with you. Those things, you know, they they don't matter. We see it hopeth, okay, hopeth. You're going to expect good to happen. 
It's amazing how many people too, sometimes people in the ministry, I've known pastors like this, they are just the most skeptical people in the world. I mean, just have a storm cloud over them. I don't like these guys. You know, they, They'll plan these meetings and things and they expect nothing to happen. Just expect nothing. They show up for church expecting nothing to happen. They'll go and they'll they'll do what they're supposed to do. I'm going to go soul winning because God commanded me to go soul winning, but I'm not expecting anybody to get saved. I'm expecting to get the door slammed in my face several times, probably cussed out, maybe even beat up. That's their attitude. Listen, when you when you love the Lord, when you love serving God, when you love when you love people, when you love serving people, you are going to be hoping for the the best. You're going to be expecting good things to happen. You're gonna, you're going to, you'll have hope. It's sad how few people have no hope. That's why a lot of people aren't serving God. That's why they are backslidden. Why they, they won't get involved. They expect nothing to happen. They have no love. They have no charity. And so we see also in here that charity, it endureth all things. You're not gonna quit. You're gonna keep going. It's amazing, you know, how many people you know, quit real fast. Okay, first of all, you see all those, but then you've got other people too that you know for years and years they serve the Lord, and it's like they quit after twenty, thirty years. And you say, well, they did pretty good; they made it twenty or thirty years. But you know, we're supposed to go all the way. We're supposed to finish the course. And really, right here it says, you know, charity it endureth all things, and. I have to assume if somebody quits, then it's been you know serving for years and years and years. Then according to the Bible, that tells me what they were doing was not out of love. It was not out of charity because they quit. And think about this. Okay, let's just you know use a little common sense here. Okay, why? What are the reasons a lot of people quit? You know, why? Why do a lot of preachers? Quit and give up. Well, they get burnt out. Now, why did they get burnt out? Was it because all kinds of people were getting saved? Was it because they had massive crowds? Was it because they were getting all this praise and all these wonderful things were happening? No, that's not why they get burnt out. Nobody gets burnt out when that's going on. Everybody loves it. They get burnt out when things are going bad. They get burnt out when they're not, you know, nobody's recognizing. Maybe, you know, the people in the church. Aren't supporting them. Maybe they're getting criticized. Maybe they're you know they're bashing the work that they're doing. That will cause a preacher to get burnt out real fast. Listen, I'm not going to stand up here today and tell you I'm Superman and say you can criticize me all you want and it ain't going to bother me. No, it's going to bother me. All right, the devil you know he knows how to use that stuff against me. I I, I hope I won't quit. I have no intentions of quitting. I, I think what I'm doing is out of charity, but at the same you know at the same time. When somebody quits, it's because they are, they're burnt out. But the truth is, if what you're doing is out of charity, if it's out of love, then results don't really matter, does it? If what you're doing is out of love, it doesn't matter how many people tell you you're great. It doesn't matter what kind of response you're going to get. You're doing it because you love the Lord. And if it's out of charity, you are going to endure all things. You're going to be faithful all the way unto the end. But, yeah, I've never seen anybody quit when things were going great. I've never seen a preacher quit, you know, when they were having record attendance and seeing record souls saved. No, nobody quits during that time. It's always when things are bad. 
And so, you know, and who once again, who wouldn't want that job? Who doesn't want to pass to the church that's full all the time and where great things are happening? Anybody would take that job. Anybody would want that job. And but at the same time, there's a good chance if that's where you're at, what you're doing is not being done out of charity. And so we've got to and then once again, maybe you're seeing great things here on earth, but they're temporary. They're not going to last. They have no eternal value. But we see though here that it says charity never faileth. Okay? Charity never faileth. Now, this is one that might make you scratch your head a little bit. So, and how come we have so many failures? Okay? But the truth is, you know, once again, it's not about the earthly results, is it? If if you're doing, if what you're doing is out of charity, you're thinking about eternal rewards. And if you're thinking about eternal rewards, and you know, just doing things out of love for people, doing things out of love for God, you're loving the Lord with all your heart, you're loving your neighbor as yourself, then you will be rewarded for that. Therefore, the charity didn't fail, did it? Now we might not see those results here on this earth, okay? But at the same time, charity is not going to fail. It's not going to fail you. You will get something from that. You will get something that is real, that is of eternal value, because charity it never faileth. It's not it, that those rewards they are not going to go away. They are something that's real, something that will last. And what crowds, praise, all of that. It's temporary. It should not be what we're going for. If it is, that's the wood, hay, and stubble that's going to burn up on that day when we stand before Christ at the judgment seat. And it should be our desire more than anything to accomplish something for the cause of Christ. And a lot of people feel like because they're doing good outwardly, then they're going to have a lot of rewards in heaven. But the truth is, there is no reward for doing good when we do good for the wrong reasons, when we don't have we don't have charity, and you you know once you know in our society today we almost brag on how busy we are. We look at it like it's this wonderful character trait, you know, because we're so busy, we're doing so much. Okay, but the truth is, you can be real busy. You can keep yourself real busy making wood, hay, and stubble. You really can, and I don't. If, I don't want to do that. That's all going to burn up. But the gold, silver, the precious stones, those are the things that are going to last. So I've got to make sure, and all of us need to make sure, that the work we're doing is the right kind of work. Like it said there in 1 Corinthians 3, it's going to be tested of what sort it is. And I believe here in chapter 13, this passage we see about charity and what it does, this is how we can look. We can ask ourselves these questions about the things that we do, and we can figure out if the works that we're doing are of the right sort. It's not about so much about your methods, okay? It really isn't. It's really about you know your heart. Is it out of a heart of love, out of a heart of charity? Those are the things that last, and I hope those are the things that we will get busy in as a church. Let's not waste our time with wood, hay, and stubble. We can impress people with a lot of those works, but we're not going to impress God one bit. And we're not going to, and those are just going to burn up. Get busy 
being charitable so we can have those gold, silver, and precious stones. So with that, let's all stand together. How to know you have charity.